The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. All right, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Major League Baseball preview, uh, playoff preview coming at you tonight by, brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for uh, some great podcasts, such as the Captain Lou Extravaganza and some great articles from uh, Kevin. Good, good Boys, good to have you on the show tonight. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, it's great. Great to be on. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, you know, I post uh, posted an article today about baseball, and uh, makes me kind of sad because I don't know what I'm going to write about now. Uh, you <laughs> well, know, so the, the in first the fantasy the, side of things, because you know, f- fantasy baseball is over until it's February. The first night now, without so. baseball since uh, since March, I didn't know what to do, so I thought I'd have you guys on talk a little, talk a little bit about right, so baseball. The uh, season kind of went out with a whimper yesterday. All of the uh, the I was hoping for a little bit more mayhem yesterday with the way the season's usually coming, like 2011. I don't know if you guys remember that one, that uh, oh, crazy yeah. 20 minutes mm-hmm. happened back then. And yesterday, all like all the spots were basically taken by by Saturday night, just a little bit a little bit of jockeying here and there with the uh, Astros winning the, the American League West once again to be the man. You got to beat the man. Old Ric Flair said that. And uh, <laughs> is it any surprise to you guys right off the bat here that the Astros are the best in American League West again? Not at all. Not to me. Uh, Texas, I think they kind of, they limped into the playoffs and uh, I'm kind of surprised Texas a week ago. I didn't even think they're going to be in it. So I'm not surprised Houston won. I was uh, thinking because they, uh, after they beat the the Mariners and uh, I thought, okay, they're in good shape. And they beat the angels two out of three, but who didn't do that? (laughs) And, uh, so all they had to do was win two out of four in Seattle, and they win the AL West. But they came down to the last season, and they couldn't even scrape together two runs yesterday <laughs> to secure the division. And no, it was so, something uh, to watch that. Like I, I, th- I thought, like throughout, throughout the year, like. Uh, the, the- Texas ran the division for a long time for most of the season and they just couldn't, I never had much faith in them. The consistency that you got, like you can say whatever you want about Bregman and Altuve and I've forgiven the 2017. I haven't forgotten about it, but I've forgiven the whole thing with the, uh, the, the the beating of the drum thing. But that, you got to think that like that, that, uh, they're just a, Model of consistency and and that farm that farm system that they have just keep rolling guys in. They don't rebuild; they just regroup. And that Houston team, uh, they're going to be a force come uh, like come the, the next round of the playoffs. They sure are. And now that they've got a week to rest or whatever, yeah. close to a week, and they'll be at home, the first you know playoff series that they have, they're dangerous. Yeah. And so, uh, whoever survives between uh, Minnesota and Toronto is going to have a pretty good team waiting for him in that, in that round of the playoffs. I'm glad you brought Toronto up because you know, like these, all these celebrations, like yesterday, Toronto, they backed into the playoffs pretty much. They, they lost their last two games, lost four of the last six at home. They back in the playoffs. And to me, all these celebrations that happen, you, you, you clinch a wild card spot, you're popping champagne, you clinch a, 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 a playoffs, you pop and champagne you get in and out are some of these celebrations a bit much especially for wild card teams because realistically these wild card teams might have two games and, and then yeah. they're done uh like that, that's only two games more than the oakland days or the or the uh kansas city royals when it comes down <laughs> yeah, to it right. so are all these celebrations a lot for me like especially the toronto one yesterday was a bit contrived it was all over the the, the sports world up here obviously but it seemed a bit contrived and a little bit of a uh a downer, I guess you could say. Lou, what do you think? Should they maybe, until you win maybe a division series, that's when you start, start popping champagne? 
Well, first of all, if the Lions make the playoffs this year, don't watch my <laughs> celebrate. Actually, I can't because I'll blow my other Achilles. <laughs> no, I agree. I, th- I think it's much. I'm right there with you. I mean, they backed into the playoffs, and you know, fortunately for them, they get to play a Minnesota team that I don't trust. So, you know, if they were to beat them, then yeah, celebrate a little bit more, win a playoff series. But all these teams that are not used to winning, I guess you know, once they now that they've made it next year when they win the division or come close or whatever, they'll learn from it. Yeah, I, I think, think that really, I think that really, really bit the Rangers in the rear end yeah. because they uh, they celebrated on Saturday with the whole who knows how late they stayed up or whatever, <laughs> but they should have took a page from from uh, Tampa and held that celebration off because they had it all in front of them on Sunday. Wow. Win, win a division and everything else. So I don't think that helped their cause one bit. It distracted yep. them from what was right there in front of them. So I didn't like that at all, and it wound up biting them big time well, in the rear. I'm only going to bring the Tigers up one time, and this is my example. 2009, <laughs> They all they had to do was win one game in that final weekend series against uh, Kansas City, and they would have clinched the division. And they ended up losing a play-in game to Minnesota – and they rested their guys, and they kind of celebrated a little prematurely. So that's always my uh, cautionary tale. And uh, that was a Jim Leland story that I'll never forgive him for that. That might be the last time Minnesota actually won a game that mattered. <laughs> it might Probably. be. Yeah. It it might they be. haven't won a game that mattered since uh, Reagan was president, I don't <laughs> think. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. The only thing that the Minnesota's got going for, well, they got two things. A, they're at home, and B, they don't have to face the Yankees. Because the Yankees always, yeah, you know, just put them, slammed them, put their head under the water, wouldn't let them go. And, uh, I forget what is it like? They're like oh for sixteen or something against the Yankees. It's something really ridiculous. They, they haven't won, won a, a game. game. I read earlier that when uh, eighteen straight losses in the playoffs. Eighteen. Wow. Okay, I knew it was that's up a, there. That, that's tough to do oh. at any. Point. It is, and, and, and oh, it's tough wow. to do in any any sports setting to lose eighteen in a row. <laughs> The, uh, the season was had a lot of ups and downs, guys. There was a lot going on throughout the Major League Baseball season that just didn't make a lot of sense. You had some pretty high payroll teams that didn't get it done. I was obviously, my Yankees, we won't, I don't want to talk about them a whole bunch because <laughs> I'll start to convulse and everything else. But what were the biggest disappointments for you for you guys throughout this Major League Baseball season? Lou, start with you. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, the Yankees are might be the obvious choice. But, Brent, I got to tell you, I wasn't real sold on their pitching to begin with. So no. I'm not – Totally surprised they didn't make it. I got to tell you, my biggest disappointment are the White Sox for all the hype that they've been getting. 61 and 101, seriously. And uh, I thought that they would contend. I had them winning the division this year. I honestly did. And they're a dumpster fire there now. And they got a new GM. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they look for new management. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. So to me, in the American League, it's the White Sox. National League. It's the Padres. I mean, again, that Padres. Can we? You could probably talk about this a little bit more. But that Padres team, like uh, you go through their stat lines, and they, like they they score a lot of runs. They have two. They have a great pitching staff and, and superstars up and down the lineup. What went wrong with that Padres club? Because like to me, they should have been. I thought that they were going to overtake the Dodgers for sure, and they end up with an eighty-two and eighty record, which gets you nothing. It yeah, it gets you nothing, and I thought the uh, the biggest. 
issue was exposed by Juan Soto himself when in August he came out and he said, Where, where's, the, where's the hustle with mm. this team? And uh, I was like, well, where were you back in June when this whole thing started to slide off the reservation? And you bring this up in mm. August and the things, it's too late. That's and uh, when you, like you said, if you look at their individual stats, like Juan Soto, if you had him in fantasy, you were you were happy with his stats, but they were empty to me. And so they beat the Dodgers last year in the playoffs. That should have been a springboard to the excellent things this year. And they just stumbled from beginning to end. Nothing was working for them. And uh, seeing as how I'm a Dodger guy, I'm pleased with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but they're, they're by far because they were healthy. The Yankees have built-in reasons why they Snell's going to win the Cy Young. You know, yeah, injuries and whatever. Yeah. But Snell had a Cy Young award-winning season. Hayter was solid in the bullpen. You could go up and down their lineup. They should have been way better than they were. And so the Padres, to me, are by far the biggest disappointment. And I agree about the White Sox as well. They they got big season out of Luis Robert, and, and it none of that ever mattered. They're the biggest dysfunctional team I think mm. I have ever seen. And uh, I'm surprised they didn't trade Dylan Cease as well. Yeah. And uh, so th- that was a move that would have made sense to them because their season was over. I would have traded them just be, just to get something going on, you know, with with some younger guys and and uh, so the White Sox, I agree, big disappointment. Padres, the biggest. You look at that Padres team, then you go like we can talk about the Yankees, and you talk about the Mets, and all of, all of them spent close to three hundred million bucks this year. And when it's all said and done, they probably will with all the taxes and everything that gets included. And then you look at uh, the the Houston Astros not not signing Verlander in the offseason. Now that the Mets are basically paying for Verlander to pitch for them in the in the, in the for, to pitch for Houston in the playoffs, that Mets team like you, you thought that they were going to do something one of these years, and yeah, they they had some injury problems, but every, everybody's got injury problems. Yeah. That Mets team, that's to me is a huge disappointment because that owner Cohen, he he he's not afraid to spend money, and he's actually already basically said, well, maybe we got to build our minor league system and rebuild. That's a huge investment to come up lame like that. Like that's it, I mean, it is, got more money than anybody. It, but it's, and possibly the best thing to happen with the Mets is they uh they they got rid of Buck Showalter. And if yeah. you know your history, you know, he's a manager of a team, they get rid of him, and then the team gets better after he leaves. That's been his every, we'll get out of that right now. Career. Who's going to be so, turning in their keys? There's already a couple of guys that got uh, told that their service are no longer required anymore. <laughs> Capper in San Francisco, Buck Showalter, as you just said, uh, in, uh, in with the match that said, yeah, thanks by Steve. Even before the game yesterday, which I thought was kind of classless in, in, on, on, on my end of things. Yeah. But, and then you said Phil Nevin before we went on the air tonight there, Lou, that yeah. Nevin was uh, – Said uh, thanks by Sia in in uh, Los Angeles, Angels, Anaheim, or California, whatever they're called. <laughs> whatever time. they are, they've yeah, whatever they are. Who else do you think is on the the hot seat this off season? Like usually they get try to get it done quick because the managers come and go and they, they get it done. Uh, Kevin, who do you got maybe on the hot seat that that uh, might be uh, saying thanks by Sia? Well, the the hot seat's got to be pretty hot down. Uh, well, I guess it's up here from Texas, but uh, St. Louis. I think that they're going to let that ride for another year. That's what St. Louis does, but there's not a hottest, hotter seat in all of baseball to me than St. Louis because 71 and 91, not going to get it done in St. Louis at all. And uh, we, we didn't we didn't mention them as being a team that was a, a bigger disappointment as well. 
93 wins last year and a playoff team. The 71. That's right. That's they were tough. a playoff team. And if you add in, because last year, remember, they got swept at home in that first round series. Yeah. And then they come into the big pothole that happened this year. So uh, I think well, Marmel is the, uh, is that his, his name? Is uh, He's out. He's going to be out. If he's not out already, he's going to be out. I think he'll be out by if they stumble again. And they keep him. He'll be out first going into 2024. It's unbelievable. Lou, who do you got? Well, a couple of you know, obviously, I you know, is Bob Melvin's how his how his seat is. But my question is, what about uh, what about Cora in Boston? Don't they've got a new GM coming in there, right? I they mean, do. Is, that, is 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 he going to be his guy? You it's know, not, we're under- it's not very often that a a, a new GM will say. Yeah, I'll stick with the old guy. It's not very yeah. often. So usually when there's right. a new GM, they clean house and say, I want my guy or this, is, this isn't working. You brought me in for a reason anyway, so we might as well start new. That's a very good point that Cora might be on the way out. Yeah, yeah, 2018 is a long ways from now. So, it it uh, is. And so he, he's got no leg to stand on up there well, in Boston either. And, you know, the hottest uh, free agent supposedly is Council out of Milwaukee. I mean, he could be going to the Mets. You know, I, I mean, that's what they're saying right now. But I just, when I see a new GM in a place, I think, you know what, that guy's got to be thinking. So uh, I wouldn't be, you know, obviously I think Boone is safe, it, you know, well, they for your team. They announced that yeah. somebody, somebody broke some news that Boone was safe. Okay. I, 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 I saw I, I thought that, that Boone the, would be safe. I thought that Cashman yeah. might be gone before Boone because I think it's okay. a judge thing. We, yeah. all, we all know that, that if George Steinbrenner was still alive, there'd be bodies already flown down the East River. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. apparently that's not going to happen. We'll see what 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 they come up with, and uh, so there you go. The uh, Baltimore Orioles, to me, obviously, that's probably to you guys, too, with 101 wins. Only two other teams had 100 wins this year. The uh, the high-flying Atlanta Braves. And, wow, what a that, – Atacuna, that 47. Yeah. You, you guys remember when 40-40 was a number, but 40-70, yeah. that's unbelievable. And then you uh, and then the Dodgers with their 100-win their hundred season, 101 wins, whatever they had. Uh, to factor in the Baltimore Orioles into that equation, saying there were 100 wins when not just two years ago they had 110 losses – that is a turnaround, uh, yeah. a bit of a surprise to go to that level, but because uh, there there were two year two games out of the playoffs last season, uh, how surprised were you, Kevin, that the Baltimore Orioles with their hundred and hundred and one win season? I, I'm I'm very surprised that they won hundred one. I'm not surprised that they were better because they've been building towards that. And uh, the thing that's got to really make you please if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan is because they've got a young team, and so it's not like. Uh, some of these other guys that are being led by 38 year old grandpas and stuff, they've got a young team. They're exciting over there. They, they've got a solid catcher, solid third base, solid guys in their rotation that are young. And so uh, that they won 101 is really surprising. And that they were able to hold off Tampa Bay for the division. That's pretty surprising to me. And so it's going to be with real. the start that Tampa Bay got. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be. Oh weird. my! Yeah, Tampa Bay started was a twenty-seven and six, and uh, Baltimore hung around. And then when the Rays lost every seemingly every starting pitcher in the land, mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to take advantage of that and uh, hold off Tampa. And, and there was a lot of guys that were like, "Well, Tampa's not going to make the uh, the playoffs." That to me is a fool's errand. 
to go against the Rays, you know, not making the playoffs. Yeah. I would never, I would never place any dollars on that. And so, uh, Baltimore is a very interesting team. I am excited to see what exactly they do in the playoffs because they have no experience. And so, uh, whoever they play, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that first round or second round series. Lou, what I like about Baltimore is they have a bunch of young guys who grew yeah. up together in the minor league system, and I think that 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 shows a lot when you 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 have a group that wants to battle together and go out to war together, and you're not just adding adding pieces here and there and free agents. Because I I haven't seen that work a whole bunch. It's getting a bunch of really good players, a, aka the uh, San Diego Padres. Like it right. just it doesn't seem to work. You got to have guys that that, that rode the bus together in the minor leagues. I think like yeah, you can add a pitcher here and there. Obviously, that it doesn't hurt. But when you have a, a group of kids like like the Baltimore Orioles are right now, yeah. uh, that that have battled through everything else and say, you know what, we got drafted pretty high, we're good ball players and, and the like. I think Baltimore, man, that, that that that's a surprise, but it's not a a, a a huge surprise, really. No, they what did they won eighty three games last year, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, Brent. It's it's the way our society is right now. Is you got to win now. Pe- teams aren't patient. I mean, no, you know, you look at the Houston Astros when they first came up. Yeah, you know, Baltimore reminds me a lot of the Tigers back in the early 80s before they made that big run in 84. All homegrown, you know, they made a couple of tweaks, but nothing big. And this is, it's kind of a an albatross right now because everybody's trying to get the free agents. And, you know, obviously, like you said, San Diego, it didn't work. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's and, been shown yeah. throughout the ages that just signing a bunch of high, you know, pollutant players doesn't work and that's where i think the dodgers don't get a lot of credit because everybody's like oh you know they got money to spend but they also have a very good farm system yeah they have developed that farm system they can just plug players in wherever they need to especially this year if all the injuries they've had so having a a a productive farm system i think is key to being a successful team well, I, I laugh people. They they give me the gears about being a Yankee hugger and everything else, and they're winning World Series and buying World Championships. They were actually losing more World Championships when they started spending a bunch of money. And George is at the end of his role. Right. It, it, right. it was it was the core four and the, and a bunch yeah. of drafted guys that that were winning World Series when George was throwing the money around to whoever. They weren't winning back in then. the eighties. They they were they, they, yeah they they didn't they didn't do anything. And that's why Madeline never won a World Series. That's a yeah. shame, actually. Well, let's, let's get out of the wild card, the wild card spots, guys. Let's take, take so let's go back to the 1995 when the wild card was first introduced. It was supposed to be 94, but the strike happened, everything else. Did you like 28 years later? What's your thoughts when go back 28 years, guys? Did, did what were your thoughts? They said we're having a wild card uh, to try to recycle the old the memories in your heads. I loved it. I loved it because I like playoff atmosphere, and you know the one game playoff I didn't like. I love the form. I like the format we got now. I didn't either. You know, I like it now because you know you can you can win. You know, I know it's two out of three. I don't like opening rounds like in the NHL and the uh, NBA. That's four out of seven. You know, maybe they could go three out of five for these. I don't know, but I loved it then. I love it now. I think it's a great format. I was pretty much. I'm a. I'm a baseball. I'm older. You know what I'm saying. And so uh, I was kind of like. We don't need all these teams in the playoffs. I think that uh, we could have settled with a little bit less teams. We don't want to cheapen the regular season, but it's working. And so us old old guys need to get off the field, as they say. And uh, 
Stop waving your cane from your front porch. Yeah, you're that much older than I am. Holy goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, 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 it works. We saw what happened. Uh, the season came down to the last day, you know, before teams were were in, maybe the day before the last day. So yeah. it's a system that's working. I don't know if I'm really into the the, the team that's the, the lower seed, doesn't get any home games. I don't know how that's supposed to reward you for a season of making the playoffs, no home games whatsoever. But uh, I guess this is about as good as you're going to come to because unlike other sports, you can't play baseball until, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I agree. you got to give there. So I guess we'll we'll have to live with this. And real quick, they're not going to shorten the season uh, no, to ever. make that possible. You know, no, they're not going to go not. back to 154 or 148. You You're right. The one they thing I don't like about it, like for for a lot of teams, is that it it gives, I think, ownership and it gives fan base a false sense of hope, a false uh, or a sense of false hope. Because let's say, because the, the, the analytics guys will say, okay, if, I, if we would have got three more wins here and two more wins here, we're in the playoffs. When you're mm-hmm. not that good, right? And so yeah. they're, they they, they right. carry on and carry on. Teams, so teams making can, the playoffs with 84 wins. That's not uh-huh. a successful season. And, uh, you know, that, that's Only part of the problem I have with the NBA specifically. When you've got teams that are going to the playoffs that don't even have a winning record, that is ridiculous. You can't sit there and give teams rewards for being mediocre. You just can't do it to me. Kevin, yes. go, back to, go back to 2006 and tell me an 84-team win team isn't going to win a World Series. That's right. I, I, I know what you're talking about there. 2006, <laughs> the Cardinals, what was they won? 80, I think they won 84 or 85. 84, like 85, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you get in the playoffs and uh, let things roll. And But, uh, yeah, I still I have a huge problem with a, guy, a team that's two games above 500 yeah. making the playoffs. But if they win the division, that's a little different because yeah. – who can control if your you know division like the AL Central this year is a sorry division? So yeah. that that's a, but if you got wild card teams at one eighty five getting the playoffs, now we got a huge problem. To me. Seven wild card teams have won the World Series since its inception back in nineteen ninety five. You had the, the Marlins twice, Anaheim did it, Red Sox, St. Louis, like you said, San Francisco, Washington's the most recent in two thousand nineteen. Uh, out of the wild card teams that, uh, that that snuck in or got in, is there any of these that you, you think might have uh, a better shot than the other ones that might might have a playoff, uh, uh, a world uh, such, uh, chance of ho- hoisting the championship trophy at the end of it all? End of it all? Well, I I think Toronto only because they're playing Minnesota to open it up, and I, I you know Minnesota to me, they you know they haven't proven to me that they can win a playoff series. You know they no. might be able to win one. Um, I would maybe say Miami, but my gosh, when they got to rely on Johnny Cueto in the bullpen, I just, right. I don't know, man. If, and that if Andy team Alcantara is was, a, was more like himself, I might go with that. But Right on, been, right on. He, he's been terrible all year long. And uh, for me, I think the two teams, one is, is Tampa, because like I said, mm-hmm. they know how to play the game of baseball. And so even though they lost every pitcher there is, they still got Zach Eflin. And so uh, guys like that. So Tampa knows how to win. And Philadelphia is a dangerous yeah. baseball team. And I think they got I they like lucked Philly out with, with yeah. the Miami draw. Because Miami, I didn't believe in them. I still don't believe in them. Their offense is is non-existent. They have a negative run differential. 
and they made the playoffs only because the Cubs completely collapsed. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and Philadelphia knows the Marlins. They, they know, and they've got the offense to bash them into submission. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami gets run out of that stadium with no wins whatsoever. So Philadelphia is a dangerous team, just like they were a year ago. And they added some peace, and they were only a couple games away from winning the whole thing last year. I, I, right. I like that Philadelphia team to, to do some damage for sure. And, and the, the, there's something about Tampa, and I, I can't put my finger on it. They, they, they're they there every year, and they're yeah. close every year. Yeah, but they play in a garbage done. dump. Right? Yeah, like they, they just they, never they spend no money whatsoever, and they're there every single year. When they made it to the World Series, they played up in Arlington up the street from where I am right now. I was able to go to some of them playoff games, and I've been more playoff games than the Rangers, actually. <laughs> so, um, so you got to believe in Tampa. Until somebody puts them down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe in. Them. Oh. I, I just, I just until they win. That a Rose Arena is a hell of a player, though. Like he, 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 he could turn a series around by himself. He can. Yeah. yeah. So you just never know. Who do you got? Let's do some predictions here for the for the wild card round. Uh, Minnesota, Toronto. Who do you got, Lou? I'm going to take Toronto in three. I'm going like, to go. I like Toronto. That's your Gossman's. I, I, I like really Toronto as well, but I think Minnesota's got the starting pitching that can neutralize some of them Toronto bats. And uh, if they don't win this series, I don't mean Minnesota may never win one. So oh. I'm going to go with Minnesota in that series right there in three games. Well, Toronto's been, they were like last year, all the pundits and all the prognosticators and Nostradamus himself. He said that, uh, <laughs> that Toronto was going to win the world series. And then they ended up losing in two straight. They blew that, that second wild card game. They're up nine, yeah. one, I think at one point. Yes. And people are really starting to take around here. We, we like, they're, they're on TV all the time here. It's our only team in Canada. Right. So you, uh, there's people like, they better do something this year or else there's going to be some heads rolling bodies moving and everything else there in Toronto, because they're, they're supposed to do a lot. And they, they went out and they spent some money. And that, like I said, that got Gossman might be a, he, he's right there. If Cole didn't have the season he had, he'd be right there for a Cy Young as yeah, well. Like it, it's, it, uh, yeah. If Kevin Gossman stumbles at all, I think they're in serious problem. Yeah. The, uh, Texas, Tampa, Texas, like we said earlier, they they stumbled and bumbled and fumbled and didn't yeah, find their, their way. They they ended up getting into the playoffs in Tampa as we talked. Who do you got in that one, uh, Kevin? Well, like I said, I, that was a huge, uh, major problem that they because they were in Seattle first of all, and they didn't win. If they had won, they could come home and relax in Texas, but they had to go from Seattle all the way to Tampa, and so they got no home games. Nathan Evaldi has a nine over 90 RA in September, and uh, they're going to have to uh, uh, use Dane Dunning in that series. He just pitched on Sunday. I don't, and, and Jordan Montgomery, I think, is fine. That's the one game they might be able to win, I think. But uh, I think the Rangers, you know, they're my home team right here. But uh, I, I think that they're going to be way overmatched by that Tampa team. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa puts them out in two straight. That Evaldi's a bit of a mystery because he's been around the league for a long yeah. time. I think he's had 14 Tommy John surgery. You got him on the. You <laughs> didn't even need him for crying out loud. That guy, he's a mystery. That guy because he's like he's a he's a solid pitcher. He gets it gets it done throughout the season, and it comes into September, and October. He's barfs all over himself. Lou, who do you got in that series? Well, if I got to rely on Araldis Chapman in my bullpen, oh, uh, yeah, I, I got to go with Tampa. I mean, I know Tampa's banged up their starting rotation, but that was early. And you know they've rebounded. Um, they, 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 I, they, I, I got to go with Tampa in that I, one. You know, 
they've they've rebounded from just about every disaster. Yes, is. They, they have. have Franco. You know, Shane McClanahan went down. Yeah, they had a couple pitchers go down way early in the season yeah. who started off very well. And so, uh, Tampa, I believe in Tampa till, like I said, somebody puts them down. This next was probably the least sexy uh, series of the bunch. Uh, two teams and don't get a whole bunch of coverage nationally or even in their own backyard when it comes down to it. Arizona, Milwaukee. Uh, Craig Count, look, he's a very good manager and he might be moving on. Uh, who do you got winning that series in Arizona, Milwaukee? Boy, I tell you, that this one's kind of scary because I think the, the start of the road is strong to me for Arizona. And I just wonder if Milwaukee's got the bats. Um, God, I love Milwaukee. They're my second favorite team behind Detroit. I, it, with my heart says Milwaukee. I'll say Milwaukee in three, but uh, it's a very shaky Milwaukee. It might be the best series of the bunch when it comes yeah. down to it. Cause it's just, there's two teams that battle hard in it and they, they play the game kind of the quote unquote, the right way. It might be a yeah. hell of a series, Kevin. I, uh, there's an issue to me with Arizona because, uh, Zach Gallon pitched on Friday, and so he pitches tomorrow. That's not full four days rest. That yeah. is not a successful way to manage your, your team in the playoffs. We've seen that. But they, uh, I don't think they've got anything else they can do. And if they came at him with full rest with Zach Gallon and Morel Kelly, uh, they could go toe-to-toe with Milwaukee. But uh, their, their pitchers are going to be hampered a little bit with fatigue and everything else. And uh, I think Milwaukee has enough bats. They've got the pitching, even though they said that Woodruff, I saw today, will not pitch in that first-round series. That's bad for Milwaukee. But uh, Corbin, you know, Burns, will, will. he didn't have the dominant season a lot of people expected, but uh, he can be a dominant pitcher. Yeah. So uh, they'll, they'll get him off on the right way. He'll be back there next year, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll get him off in the right way. And I think that uh, Milwaukee wins that series maybe – in two, but I'll give them three. It goes to show how important winning games in April is, right? Because yeah, oh. you, you, you look at like PI oh, doesn't matter. It's it's early. It's early. It's never too early. It's never too early. You can't win the World Series in April, but you can sure lose it. And not getting not getting a chance to get your bullpen some rest and set things mm-hmm. up is so important. And those like those throwaway games that you got, you, 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 like Houston got lucky. They had a like almost a five hundred record against against uh, the. Uh, the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland A's this year, the way so the way it all turned out, they got kind of lucky the way it worked out, and they were terrible at home. And they weren't Houston dominant Astros at home were. either. So no, they're on losing record at home. They I had think. a losing record. That's right. So uh, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. crazy that they got to where they're at. Uh, last but not least in the in the wild card round, the Marlins and the Phillies. I think the Phillies win this one too straight. Might only go one and a half. I think this one <laughs> uh, it'll be. Uh, I think this one's gonna be blah. I like this Phillies team a lot. I, to, I, I to like get back to World Series. Uh, I yeah. like Garrett a lot for Miami. But uh, I think that he's going to be overwhelmed by those Philadelphia bats. Yeah. And uh, I know that uh, Schwarber hit, what, 194 or whatever it was. (laughs) But he's certainly capable of firing up. The next thing you know, he's got two home runs. And so uh, that lineup is scary up and down. And and like I said, Sandy Alcantara, he where, 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 where are you? (laughs) It's amazing that they were got to where they are with him having the just not even a not even a close to what he was a year ago and they're in the playoffs but the road stops in Philadelphia and and I think they get swept. Lou 
I was kind of hoping Miami would have to come back to New York and play the ninth inning again to, for, for that game to matter. For, <laughs> what for a wreck standing. that was. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, you know, it's like I said earlier, they Miami's got to count on Johnny Cueto. I love the guy, you know, but no, nah, no, nah, I – Philly, yeah, Philly's battle tested in these playoff yeah, scenarios. Yeah, and and, and I, you know, they're known for their offense, but they got yeah. Aaron Noah. So I'm going to go with Philly, you know, in yeah. this one. The uh, we got we, we're getting past the wild card. We'll jump the ALDS, ALCS. Who do you guys got going to the World Series, and who do you got winning the whole thing? Well, I I'm going to go with Houston over Atlanta in six. I just I I, I think it's going to be a dynamite series. I, I don't trust the Dodgers. And the Dodgers Dodgers. near the Atlanta Braves of uh, 30 years ago. So uh, I I just think Houston's got one more run in him for Dusty. He's going to go out, retire. Going out and getting Verlander, making the Mets pay for it. That's kind of just what Mets are going to, Mets are going to Met, right? It's going to be just one of those, it's another knife in the back of Mets (laughs) fans. And I, I, I like that, that, that acquisition. I I was shocked when it happened, but um, I like Verlander. He had a great start in Arizona. I think it was on Saturday night there. And he's been a, a horse. There's no getting getting around that. And I, I like that prediction, Lou. I don't mind that. I, like I said, I forgive him, but I'll never forget. But I, I don't mind Houston winning the World <laughs> yeah. Series. I, uh, Kevin, you go, go, you go first. Okay. So the easy selection, of course, is Atlanta. But uh, you know, the the team with the best record often does not win. And uh, you know, for a team that's as as good as they are, I think their starting pitching is, is questionable. And so uh, I think they can be taken. I think my Dodgers, even though they have questionable starting pitching, but Clayton Kershaw is going to put those demons to rest this playoffs. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to have – I've got the uh, the Dodgers winning the uh, NL you know, championship. And then I'm going – like I said, I'm sticking with Tampa until someone actually beats them. So I think it's going to be the Dodgers and Tampa, and I'm going with the Dodgers as the World Series champion. I don't. I, I like that Dodgers team. Like I like I remember going to Dodger games when they were they were an A ball team here in Lethbridge, Alberta, back in nineteen eighty. So, yeah, so I so I kind of have a soft oh, yeah. spot in my heart for the Dodgers as well. But uh, I I like that thought about Kershaw. He's a class act. It's probably his last his last season. He's probably going to call it good, and that'll be it for Kershaw and his career. And he'll right off in the sunset. But that Braves team and Acuna Jr. Yeah, you can only bat once every 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 nine times. It's just that they they're a really good team and Baltimore they're, they're not quite there yet. So I'm going to say oh this is going to get me. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go Houston and Philadelphia to repeat what was happening last year. Uh, but this time the Philadelphia Phillies are going to overtake the Houston Astros and they're going to win it in seven games with Ooh. Trey Turner being the MVP. Oh boy! Okay, and that would certainly put a, a, a star on his season because he started out. He, he was a top ten fantasy. He said even his mom was his mom buddy was terrible. Pitch. He said or something along those and, lines. Yeah, and he was terrible up through May. He's got decent numbers, but uh, so yeah. So I, that Philadelphia is a dangerous team, no question yeah. in my mind about it. Yeah, and uh, they showed because they took down Atlanta. I remember last year in that playoffs before Atlanta could even get to the NLCS. So. I, I I think that Philadelphia could do it, but uh, I I got to stay with my Dodgers. 
Guys, it wouldn't be a baseball talk without talking about the, the <laughs> California Angels of Anaheim and Otani. We won't bring him up. Who knows what, what, what's going to happen there. But the big news in the last couple of weeks was Mike Trout, where he's going to end up, if he's going to end up. Uh, the, it's on the table basically for him to say yes, no, maybe so, uh, if he's going to stick around. I think that was a ploy of management there in Anaheim saying, hey, do you want to go? Because, you know, we don't, we're not very good. <laughs> we don't want to pay you 700 We don't want to pay you for the next eight years and everything else. <laughs> Lou, where do you see Mike Trout playing next? season oh boy does he really want to leave the, I well that's I the thing you know i i could see him going playing across town for the dodgers uh but I, you know he's got the someone's got to take on his contract that's the key to me you know right and there. i don't think i don't see the yankees going after him i, I can't no uh so i you you talk about the mets wanting to start over with a farm system i don't know maybe he goes plays for boston but I think he stays put. I think he stays put too because no one's going to want to take up that contract. Yeah. Unless the Angels eat a lot of it. And uh, I've been saying Otani's going to go to the Dodgers. So I don't see Mike Trout going there. Yeah. Maybe if he does go somewhere, it's to his hometown, Philadelphia Phillies. Ooh. And so, uh, other than that, I just don't see anyone saying, hey, let's eat eight years and $998 million, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, if I'm in the management seat, there's no chance I would do that. Just look at the, uh, you know, all some of these other players that all of uh, all of these long deals. I think you know, I think yeah, you're going to see a, a big switch and a lot of look a lot of teams Holtz guys. The, yeah, Angels took it in the rear in his last couple seasons, even though he's a great player. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to want that contract. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I look at the guy that just retired in Detroit. You know, Miguel Cabrera. Oh, yeah, you he, went through for a long time, Lou. You know, the, he gave Detroit a lot of great years, Triple Crown, you name it. But the last four years, five years have been – he's been a shell of himself. And what they did last night was so classy with the send-off he got. But, yeah, you guys are right. Eight- to ten-year contracts, there's no way. I wouldn't touch it. So. I think you're going to see a lot more teams, a lot more owners say, okay, why am I spending $280 bucks a year – Baltimore and Tampa are spending sixty-five yeah. or whatever it is, and they're and they're winning. Yeah, you're going to see a lot more teams say, "I'm not doing this." Like, there's no way we're doing this. Get a farm system going. We don't got to pay this because we're at the end of the day, it's a business, and these owners are here to make money, right? Yeah, and to to right. to, to blow a billion dollars or whatever it is over ten years that the Yankees have done, or even more, and wow. to not have anything, you got to think Steinbrenner's like, okay, these guys are doing this. Why 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 would you expect me to spend this much money? I it's I think you're going to see a lot more teams back away from these big deals and uh and just because uh the young talent is like the, the kids coming up and, and this is all sports the kids coming up are so much more athletic now that mm-hmm. you, you're gonna see a, a lot like a hockey especially lou you could probably attest to that that these kids yeah. they, they don't once you're 30 you're done right That's it. They, they, there's there's yeah, so much yeah, wear yeah. and tear on their bodies because they play so much as kids in comparison to what it was 30 years ago when drinking and smoking was like a, a full-time job for these guys yeah. it's it's just a lot different right like it's just everything's just different you're gonna see it, owners it say I'm not doing it. Yeah, and just, you know, if anybody could name a a player that signed one of these long-term deals, which turned out positive, let's name one of them, because I can't think of any off the top of my head that have worked out for both the player and the team. Well, it always works out for the player. They got they got a lot of zeros behind their uh, their bank accounts. They they, they turn out all right. Especially in baseball, because it's all guaranteed money. That, that's it's it's actually insane. Especially it's actually insane right. how much money these guys. <laughs> it's are not making. like the NFL. Well, okay, you stink, so we're gonna you know send you uh, with the pink slip, and we'll we'll pay your signing bonus or whatever it is, and 
and that's the end of that. But uh, yeah. so yeah, so Mike Trout, I hope you do like it in Southern Cal because that's where you're gonna stay. Yeah, I think so too, uh, guys. Thanks very much for joining me tonight. We'll maybe yeah, do this again for the, the ALCS and DS or right ALCS. We'll get 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 going again. Lou, tell us about the uh, the extravaganza. What's going on there? Well, we're back on Wednesday nights, uh, seven o'clock. We're we, we're kind of spotlighting the Michigan sports right now in college, and of course the Detroit Lions, who are off to a really good start. But we also touch on all the national stuff. Hockey coming around the corner. The Red Wings are starting back up expectations maybe to go back to the playoffs but seven o'clock right here on the captain lou sports network and also uh byproduct of the belly up network podcast that's uh that lines team's all right like they're well, they're actually they i think they'll i think they're a playoff team brent it, it's hard to we're not used to number one not used <laughs> to being expected to win a division right it's been 31 years or 30 years yeah and we've been to the playoff they've been to the playoffs five times in the last 10 years or I'm sorry, three times in the last decade, lost each time. Um, I've only, you know, obviously they've won one playoff game in, what, 50, 65 years. And so, yeah, this is this is uncharted territory for a lot of us. Oh, I, I, I kind of like, I, I, I would rather be a sports, oh, this is going to sound ridiculous. I'd rather have no expectations. So you can just enjoy the game. You can just watch uh-huh. it. And not bang your head against the wall. And go, okay, yeah, we're you know we have yeah. a chance. But we're not doing. It. Having high expectations sucks. It, well, it does. You, know, you just get let down. Like the prom date leaves you on a, at the prom. Like, oh, geez, it we've been yeah. snake bit so many times as Lion fans over the years. You know, you, I could go on a whole show talking about it. You know, and I know every team's got that, but you know, the Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. They've been to one conference championship game since 1957, and I mean it's. So yeah, and that game we got the doors blown out by Washington, and I remember that. So I mean, it's been a long time coming. Dan Campbell's really changing around here. There's an excitement in Detroit that is, you know, is amazing. I can't wait. I just I hope they can keep it up, man. Hope they can keep it up. I think the Red Wings might be a playoff team. It'll be tight, but I think they're they're, they're really close. Yeah, they're close. They're, they're darn close. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, now, Lou, now yeah. that the uh, you know, because my Seahawks have played your Detroit Lions, so they can go the rest of the way unbeaten. That's fine with me. Oh and, my God, uh, that's yeah. two years in a row we've two lost games row, against you that should have won. Should have won both of those games, but we didn't. And uh, I would just like the NFL to explain to me why a team has to go and play a team in their same you know two years in a row. And the Seahawks have had to do that with Carolina. They had to go to Carolina like three straight years. It's like, come on, NFL, let's do better. But uh, hey, they won, so I'm good. Seattle's how many good. years? They're playing. How many years did Detroit have to go right to Lambeau in January? Yet, so. but, uh, and the only thing though, I have to say, can, can Michigan please play a real, you know, football team? Can they please do that and stop uh, playing these, you know, San Jose, you know, you know, state. You know, don't, you, you don't go there like with that. me on that because you talked if, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh tell me that the SEC conference the I'm, not going conference, to, I'm not defending any way or shape or form the SEC all no, right because if it, I hey we beat a bowling green team that turned around and beat Georgia Tech by 12 points so Maybe Bowling Green's a little better than people give them credit. <laughs> Bowling Green, national powerhouse. Bowling yeah, Green, yeah, there you go. Hang your hat on Bowling Green. That, that, that's I couldn't resist. You're right. Okay. It's a cupcake schedule. The Pac-12 but, is the best conference in football right now. 
They yes, are. It is. If they were this good a couple of years ago, they might have still exist. Well, they got they, all enough. they had to do, all they had to do was call it the Big Ten West and leave it as it was. Well, all they and, had to do, in my uh, opinion. I just, all the TV, you know, the lack or the cheapness yeah. or whatever, the TV deal was so bad there. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's what and, caused it, in my opinion. And, and, and if they, you know, had all these teams in the top 20, they could have maybe got themselves a better TV deal. And, you know, uh, you know, I was born in Utah, so I'm a Utah guy. And so I'm pretty excited that Utah's in the Big 12. So I'll be able to yeah. see them play TCU. They played down in Baylor earlier, you know, this year. So I'm pretty jazzed about going to be able to see them play here, you know, in, in the Dallas area. So, but uh, I, I, if they had had any intelligence at all, the Pac-12 would still be the Pac-12 today. Yeah. Just, just an absolute disaster, right no, from top to bottom. It's you know, just, it's, sad. it's, it's and, actually sad. And if College you're football Washington is just... State and Oregon State. What do you do now? Because Oregon State just beat Utah, right? And yep. so yeah. they have shown that they're a quality university. So you know, what are you going to play in Montana Tech or somebody? You know, the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know if there is a Montana Tech, and I'm only like an hour and a half from Montana. There's a Montana and a Montana State, but uh... (laughs) I think probably is in Great Falls or somewhere. Who knows? Kevin, where can we find your stuff? Well, you can find my stuff uh, first of all because Chase and I are doing the uh, Belly Up uh, Fantasy Live base uh, football show. Excuse me, every Sunday at uh, 11 Eastern, 10 Central, and uh, that leads right into the uh, football Sunday. We do that every every Sunday morning, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I just posted an article this very morning about uh, looking forward to the 2024. It's not too early. Looking forward to 2024 and who are the rising and who are the falling players. So uh, if you're in fantasy baseball and if you like baseball, how can you not be? And uh, you could go get that article. But after that, I'm pretty much a free agent. I'm not sure what's going to be coming down the highway. But uh, if you go to the Belly Up Fantasy website, you'll be able to see that, whatever it is I come up with. Perfect. Thanks, uh, Guys, thanks for joining us, me on this, uh, this Monday night. I'm pulling double duty, recording our other show later on tonight. It was a lot of fun. Right. No base, no baseball tonight, so I thought we'd talk some baseball and, uh, and get our great. predictions out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put much uh, much leverage behind our picks because, you know, <laughs> otherwise we, you know, we would uh, have uh, you know a lot more zeros behind our our, our, our bank accounts. Games, but uh, four games starting tomorrow. Four games starting tomorrow. I don't know who's be, supposed it, to watch baseball at two o'clock in the afternoon, but uh, I'll try I don't my understand best. it. Like the scheduling doesn't make any sense to me, but to somebody no. with a bigger brain than me and you and yeah. everybody else no. has figures <laughs> that out, I guess. Guys, once again, thank you very much. And uh, we're, belly, we're all in belly up thanks sports and everything me. else. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll have to get together again and probably later on in the, uh, in the postseason. Yeah, Sounds just, great. Me, just let me know. I'll be here. Right there on. Go, guys. Thanks a lot. Night. Thanks. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.